You are listening to Seek the Good, Episode 25, Experiencing Glory Now. This is the podcast where we seek the good in life, in others, and in ourselves to create an extraordinary life. This is Seek the Good, and I'm your host, Jaquel Tool. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm excited to talk about this book that I read a long time ago that came to my mind again lately. And it's called Choosing Glory. It's by Dr. Lily Anderson. And I love how she talks about the concept that sometimes we think of the glories being um, celestial, terrestrial, or telestial, that those are for the future. And Yes, they are a future thing uh, that we'll have a final judgment and know where we end up, right? (laughs) But she talks about how we can live those glories right now. And we can experience celestial glory and terrestrial glory right now. And I love that because when we think of that we realize that there are laws that if we live, we can receive the light and glory that comes with living those laws right now. We don't have to wait. So I love that. Dr. Anderson says, our choices in this life do not only determine our future glory. The principles we allow to govern our behavior every day determine how much light, truth, and intelligence we experience now. She talks about how we live in a celestial world, but the gospel invites us to a higher levels of light than the world is. And if we choose to embrace those higher levels of light and the gospel teaches us, we can experience that. And most of us in our church, like people that are living the gospel to a certain extent, like we are experiencing a lot of safety, like in our lives, we feel that we are safe and things are okay and people that are living telestial lives they feel a lot of insecurity because they're not following the guidelines or laws that provide that stability that is in a terrestrial type of living in life so most of us in the church are living terrestrial life not everyone but um, a lot of us are and before i go on i guess i want to say that this can be very up and down. Like one day we could be living celestial type life of behaviors that create that kind of experience for us. And the next day we could be living a different glory, right? Or like moment to moment. So this isn't like black and white, right? But um, we feel that safety, but the in the t- terrestrial type living, and a lot of us feel very comfortable in terrestrial living. I think that's very true that we do feel comfortable in that because we feel safety. We are feeling a level of light and glory from being living a terrestrial type life. But the plan of salvation invites us to go much further. It invites us to go into like to become like Christ, which is a celestial, a celestial life. And 
so she talks about in this book how we need to avoid the trap of settling for good terrestrial life. So let's talk about the differences um, between the different glories, the definitions she gives I like. Um, the first one is the telestial. And let me just find it real quick. Okay, yes, here it is. In the telestial law... She says, living telestial law can be described as immediate gratification and appetite satisfaction. The natural man is in charge. People in the telestial realm focus on themselves and their own desires, often without concern for the needs or rights of others. They do what they want when they want, largely governed by their appetites. She says that appetites are not always evil. It is not evil to feel hungry or fatigue or sexual desire. Letting appetites govern us, however, is evil. Eating without restraint, indulging sexual appetites outside of legal and lawful marriage, being selfish, rude, or unkind, and lashing out in anger when hurt or offended are all behaviors that are offensive to God. So that is kind of the... Lestral, people are living telestial lives and experiencing that kind of glory which is not doesn't feel safe if you know when you when you act on every appetite and and seek for that immediate gratification there is always a painful consequence that comes later like yes you get satisfied right in the moment but then the consequences later are always negative so that's the terrestri or telestial. Now for the terrestrial law, she says living terrestrial law is characterized by self-control and deferred or delayed gratification. Learning to control the natural man brings us out of the telestial realm and into the, into the telestial. Living in the terrestrial makes us safer and puts an end to our enmity with God. And I love the scripture she refers to here, Moses 3.19, which says, For the natural man is an enemy to God and has been from the fall of Adam and will be forever and ever unless he yields to the enticings of the Holy Spirit and putteth off the natural man and becometh a saint through the atonement of Christ the Lord and becometh as a child submissive, meek, humble, patient, full of love, willing to submit all things which the Lord seeth fit to inflict upon him, even as a child does submit to his father. She goes on and says that exercising self-control and harnessing the natural man does not mean that one must live an ascetic life, denying oneself any and every pleasure. So we don't need to live a life in the terrestrial doesn't mean that we're denying ourselves of pleasure, right? Rather, she says, the person who lives terrestrial law often defers or delays pleasure for the right time and place, right? It's not all about that immediate gratification, but it's about delaying it for the right time and place. She also says individuals who are willing to deny gratification don't do so out of some bizarre streak of self-denial. They do so because there is a reason, and the reason is always along the same lines. 
as I can satisfy my appetite right now, but if I deny myself this immediate pleasure, I will end up with something better. Reasons supersede appetite. Appetites to convince us that it is worth a measure of immediate self-denial or discomfort to obtain something of greater value. So that is the main thing about the terrestrial law. Once we start living that, we feel so much safety and protection when we realize that there is something better to be had if we deny ourselves of something right now. And then we're able to experience those blessings later because we denied ourselves for a small amount of time or a long amount of time, depending on what it is at first, right? So, and then this is how she describes the celestial law. She says, Christ makes the celestial standard clear. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Celestial law might be summarized then as Christ-like being. Being like Jesus Christ is distinct from exhibiting Christ-like behavior, which can be found at the terrestrial level. So there definitely can be Christ-like behavior in the terrestrial, living a terrestrial law, right? There's a lot of Christ-like behavior found there. But she says, if we have self-control and we delay gratification, we can behave like Christ but we still are not as he is. So just because we do the things Christ does doesn't mean we're as Christ is. She says, in order to truly become as the Savior is, our hearts and behavior must be integrated. So not only do we do the right things, but we feel the right things. We are not only innocent of adulterous behavior, We are free of lustful thoughts. We are not only kind because we should be or because it works better, like we might in the terrestrial law, right? But she says we see people as God does and it is no longer in us to be unkind. We don't, don't just tell the truth because it's right or because we have learned it better in the long run. We live truthfully And lies violate who we are. As we become more celestial, the laws of God are not merely observed. They are written in our hearts. At this level, we do not, sorry, at this level, we do the right things for the right reasons. We seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and give him glory, the glory. We have not only clean hands, but also a pure heart. So that is the celestial law, right? And I think that, like I said, there's different areas. Like a lot of us are doing Christ-like behaviors. So we're experiencing that terrestrial glory. But then when it becomes like part of who we are and, and just like we're doing it for the right reasons, then then we're living more celestial law. I think it's important to do good things, even if we're not doing them for the complete right reason. Like maybe we're just doing something because we know we should, not because 
that's who we are so we have to right like ministering to people in our ward or people around us right maybe we're doing it because we know that it's the right thing to do and we want to do the right thing so we do it that's good that's awesome um but there's more growing to happen there right and that's the beautiful thing is that we all are growing and none of us will reach christ-like perfection of course in this life but as we strive to be more celestial in our life then we are able to experience in parts of our life that celestial glory the reason why i say that parts because i i think it can be harmful for us to sometimes think that every part of our life can be like that we will become perfect in this life and that's just not possible yet right (laughs) that's for the next life but she says that god is looking for ways to bring us into his kingdom not for ways to keep us out if you feel like god is trying to keep you out of heaven with him then you're not understanding who he really is and i invite you to do a lot of work on finding out who he really is because he is not that way he loves you so much and he wants to do everything he can to bring you back to him and to help you feel peace and happiness in this life and that's why he's given us commandments that's why he's given us these laws to follow so he can then bless our lives it just brings so much peace so joseph smith said Our Heavenly Father is more liberal in his views and boundless in his mercies and blessings than we are ready to believe or receive. I thought that was so cool. Like, (laughs) Heavenly Father is so liberal in his views, boundless in his mercies and in his blessings, than we're even ready to believe or receive. Like, he's wanting to give them to us, but we are having a hard time like wrapping our mind around that and opening up so that he can even bless us that much which is super cool she goes to say in the first chapter of her book the scriptures teach that god cannot look upon sin with the least degree of allowance but that does not make him a harsh rejecting deity he loves us and because he loves us he sent the savior and then she she shares the scripture from John three sixteen through 17, which says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And this is the best part. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So that goes back to like, if you think Heavenly Father is just trying to keep you out, (laughs) like that's not true. He did not send the Savior to condemn the world, to condemn you, to condemn me. He did not send him to do that. He sent him here so that through him we could be saved. How cool is that? (laughs) I love that so much. So she talks about how the world that we live in is a celestial world so she said since adam and eve were cast out of the garden this planet has been generally speaking in the celestial state so that's the lowest degree right this earth is has been in like the lowest state of glory however from time to time some groups of people 
because of their dedication to living higher laws, have been able to create higher level societies. And then she talks about like the city of Enoch, like that's a dramatic example, right? They were able to live such a higher law that they were able to be lifted up into heaven, right? Like they, that was amazing, like how they were able to live that way in this celestial world. And she talks about though, she goes on to say, though certainly not a celestial society, so not perfect, but post-World War II, mid-class America of the 50s and 60s managed to provide a largely terrestrial environment. Many of us who grew up during that time inherited a generally terrestrial foundation. We started out in a society that was based in judo Christian beliefs, and that promoted terrestrial values of self-control and deferred gratification. People accepted and sought the benefits of hard work, saving money, being faithful in marriage, and so on. Those beliefs were widely accepted. They were reflected in literature, media, music, day-to-day experiences, and almost in the very air we breathed. We did chores before watching TV. Our mothers used layaway, not credit, to buy things. And we watched shows like Leave it to Beaver, (laughs) Father Knows Best, My Three Sons, and Andy Griffith. So she's just talking about how in the past, the society that most of us live in right now, in the past it was pretty terrestrial, like the environment. Like obviously not everyone was living terrestrial laws, but... That was like the mainstream. That's the the loud voices were people trying to live that terrestrial laws and had self-control and deferred gratification. Like that was the loud. But she goes on to say, we no longer live in a terrestrial society. If we have eyes to see, we recognize the telestial, the lowest degree, on every side. Children today do not have the advantage of breathing terrestrial air and learning terrestrial principles as the societal default. So when they go out into the world, like they're not being taught terrestrial things usually, right? They have to learn those in the home and in church. She says, still, we don't have to feel vulnerable and helpless. The gospel really does have the answers. I love that. I love just knowing that we can, as we live the laws that create a higher glory, we can experience that now. And I was thinking of this applying to marriage and how when two people in a marriage can can live the celestial type laws then we can enjoy a celestial marriage in this life. Like how beautiful and amazing is that? (laughs) Because sometimes when we get married, right, we think, um, oh yeah, we're working towards a celestial marriage. Like that's something for after this life. But I, I don't believe it is. I believe it is something we can experience now. I experienced it in my marriage, and I'm so grateful for that. And I know that you can too. 
And even if one spouse is not on board, like not wanting to live towards the celestial type laws, then as you live those laws, you will still feel that glory in your life. And the more you live it, the more people around you will want to live it as well. I really like to think of my marriage as a celestial marriage right now. And, but from this book, reading that first chapter, I liked how it talked about how a lot of us are in a terrestrial state and we're comfortable there because we feel safe and loved and protected in that. But there's even further that we can go. And I do, so that kind of got me thinking. And I do feel like there are parts of my marriage that, that we are living celestial laws and experiencing that kind of joy and glory right now. But it kind of opened my eyes to, well, there's probably areas that we can work on and improve to even include more celestial joy and glory in our marriage. And so I am excited to think of those things. And I encourage you to do the same. But start where you are. So so try to think of your marriage and think of the different aspects. Maybe there's a certain part that's frustrating or you feel like you're struggling in right now and see where you might be at. You might be more at a celestial law, the lowest one. And what are little things? This isn't like something we jump into all the way to celestial right away, right? We have to build upon each other. Each glory builds upon the other. So once, so we try to establish those terrestrial, the middle glory, those kind of laws first in your marriage to Create that peace, that safety, that protection within the marriage first, and then to work towards more celestial glory. So I hope that helps you think of it in that way. If you have any questions about any of this, reach out and I'd love to talk to you about it. I hope you guys have an amazing week. Thank you for being here and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.